Hello and welcome to the Adventure Games Podcast. My name is Shorsha Dunbar and I'm your host. Thank you so much for joining me for episode 49 of the Adventure Games Podcast. I hope everyone is well. Firstly, apologies for not having an episode released last week. But uh, life and illness and jet lag got in the way. We were unable to get together, myself, Thomas and Laura, to record. But we will be back next week. Hopefully we'll all have recovered by then. And we will be back to review the latest adventure games we've been playing. Now this week, we do have an episode. And I am joined by Sean Parker. Hello, Sean. How are you? Hello. I'm good. Thank you, Sorsha. <laughs> Thank you. Perfect pronunciation, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's almost like uh, like we've been practicing. or we've been <laughs> Like we've had a call before this one, maybe. Yeah, so like we've discussed it before. But um, no, great pronunciation. And uh, it seems like you have an Irish name yourself. So. <laughs> I do. <laughs> So now we're this this episode, this interview might be a little bit different to other interviews that I've done because usually I speak to game developers directly about their games, but this week um, it's going to be a little bit different. And also, I usually do interviews weeks and sometimes months before, but this time this is a Thursday evening my time, and I'm hoping to upload the, this episode on the Friday the next day. <laughs> Uh, because you are one of the organizers of the Gabriel Knight 4 petition, which we'll be talking about. And I'm looking forward to you know hearing about it because I think it's a great idea and I wanted to help as much as I could. Um, but I, I suppose before we start talking about that, what I, what I always ask everyone on the show is to you know briefly introduce themselves and say what they're favorite adventure game so that sean if you want maybe people can get to know you who you are <laughs> sure. uh, maybe, I, I think i can maybe guess what your favorite adventure games might be but <laughs> but uh first if you want to introduce yourself to people and then say what your favorite adventure games are all right well yeah i'm sean parker i'm a i'm a filmmaker and a adventure game huge fan and i would say my favorite adventure games gabriel knight is Pretty close to the top of the list for sure. I'm also a big fan of uh, The Longest Journey, Broken Sword. Uh, recently, finally played Grim Fandango and really loved that as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. The, um, I mean, Gabriel Knight, of course, which we're going to talk about uh, in this uh, interview, and Longest Journey as well. I remember playing that, having I played that several times, and Grim oh, Fandango. Wow. It's and Broken Sword, as I'm sure people who've been listening to this podcast for a while know, that it is my favorite adventure game. Now, there are plenty of others that I love, including Gabriel, Gabriel Knight and Griff and Tango as well. But he just played that recently. Yes, yes. Uh, after kind of stepping away from the adventure game genre, not intentionally, for a better part of a decade, I've been finally delving back in and trying to play the titles I've been missing all these years. And... Boy, I wish I'd gotten back into them sooner because it's 
it's like returning it's like returning home it's it's my favorite genre by far uh nice. i'm also right now playing through the blackwell series for the first time and really loving those so. oh yeah they're they're good they're really really good i think the blackwell games are some of the best games of the last number of years um and you know they're i mean they're not really episodic they're full length games but um you know in particular all the way up to the end you know the this it sticks it's kind of like one continuous game really the story you know how mm-hmm. it continues but yeah. really really good and then if you haven't played it yet i would highly recommend unavowed it is on my list i kind of got into the blackwell games because i i felt like for some reason i needed to play them first <laughs> no that's, <laughs> Even that's actually totally a good different. point yeah be, i mean like Again, you know, I know it's been out for over a year, but I won't spoil anything. But yeah, I think it's probably best to obviously play the Blackwell games in sequence and then play Unavowed afterwards. I think that's that's the perfect order. <laughs> um, it's, been, it's been great to see how uh, Wajidai Games has grown from being so small to making like such universally acclaimed kind of big-ish mm-hmm. productions. So that's been fun. They also publish games, you know, like they publish games like Techno Babylon and Primordia and Shardlight, you know. And I've mentioned as well that any one of the Wajidai games, whether they were published by Dave Gilbert or developed by Dave Gilbert, that they could be Game of the Year, any one of them at the time that yeah. they were released. But no, they they are really, really love the storytelling in them as well and the dialogue and the voice acting. Definitely some really good choices there. So we can tell that you're a passionate adventure game fan, you know, like, well, like myself. And recently you were one of the people who helped start this petition to get Gabriel Knight 4 basically made. Um, so I just wanted to, to ask, first of all, the question would be is, how did this petition get started, you know, and how did you get involved in this petition? You know, where did the idea come from and that? So I'll leave it to you. Sure, sure. Well, the person who originally started this petition, Tony, who I met about uh, five days ago (laughs) online, (laughs) lives in Finland and I'm in America and I don't think our paths would have ever crossed if it weren't for this, uh, you know, this effort to get this game series back to come to fruition. Um, He has been part of a number of petitions over the years. He told me that he started in 2002 a petition to continue the Gabriel Knight series, which would have only been, what, three years after the the last game. And that got about 20,000 signatures. So he's been he's been spending the better part of a couple decades passionately working toward this to happen. Uh, he loves these games as as I do, as many of us do. About a about a week ago, uh, Tony put up this new petition, or at least a draft of it, and he shared it uh, on an adventure game forum, uh, a subreddit, and was just asking if anyone out there was interested in taking a look at it and just kind of proofreading it or helping him just kind of clean the text up a little bit before it went out publicly. And I don't claim to be a, a master proofreader, but I can proofread. And I was, I, I'm very passionate about uh, this series. And I figured, well, sure, I'll message him and see if I can help and we'll see what happens. And he wrote back almost immediately, uh, very grateful, very excited, sent me the petition. I took a pass at it, changed some wording here and there and sent it back. And we just kept going back and forth, developing it. 
and discussing it. And it was like the first time that I'd ever discussed the series outside of like close friends, like with anybody. And it had been a long time since I'd had a serious discussion about the series. And it just felt really wonderful to be thinking about the future of Gabriel Knight again and how it's it, it's long overdue. And we have a we have a chance at bringing a bit more awareness to the fact that it is a wonderful series that didn't have the most conclusive ending. And we, it would just be we'd be over the moon if we could help do our part to get the ball rolling in a positive direction on it. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's been over 20 years now, as uh, as you mentioned, that we've had Gabriel Knight 3. Now, I know it's not called Gabriel Knight 3, but I'm not going to say Blood of the Sacred, Blood of the Damned every time. So <laughs> for, to make things easier, I'm just going to call them Gabriel Knight 1, 2, and 3. Oh, the, the box says Gabriel Knight 3 over here. Does so it? you can good. Yeah, perfect. I knew that. I didn't go with their attention. It just kind of happened to be there when I uh, set up. <laughs> well, let, let's go with that then. <laughs> no, I, I I get exactly you know what what you mean, and it is great that you know with the passion of of fans and you guys and and Tony to set up this petition and to you know get hope you know again. And you, you mentioned that. He started petition back in 2002, and around he got 20,000 signatures because, and that's really good because back then the adventure genre was considered dead. Yes, there weren't many adventure games we made at the time. You know, Sierra had closed by then, and LucasArts was still, I think, more or less they're you know about to change direction themselves. So it's it was still really, really good. And now, again, with the petition that just started this week. Um, but, yeah, we can talk about more about Gabriel Knight and, you know, a uh, little bit uh, shortly. This is just a question that I've seen online, and I know you guys mentioned briefly in the petition's website, but did you get the blessing or the an involvement or anything from Robert Holmes and Jane Jensen or can you say anything at all about about this? They're aware of the petition, and we have been in contact uh, with Robert Holmes um, leading up to the petition. He has shared the petition, and he has signed the petition, and they are interested, and they and the series is very dear to their hearts to this day. And I would say that if this if circumstances allowed for a new game to be made, that would be something that they're very much interested in but for the time being uh they really want this to be a f- kind of a fan effort to test the waters and just see what the market is like right now if there is a demand from enough fans uh, for gabriel knight 4 to make it a financial feasible decision whether it's activision or another studio or some other some other method of getting the game funded so i i don't know if I can say that they have given it the blessing in the sense that they have a wait and see approach, but I'm pretty sure that they are happy that people are passionate about getting this series continued. And uh, they didn't say, don't do this when we, uh, when we messaged them, they said quite the opposite. Um, so that's, that's what I can say on, on that front for the time being. <laughs> Sure, yeah. So it's, as you mentioned, this is a, a fan-created petition, you know, at least for the 
time being and to, you know, I think it makes sense to see what sort of demand there is first before or if they get involved. So again, I think it's important to address, and I believe Tony addressed this online, but he was saying to to people, don't contact him directly about this, that contact him or you, because he's been very responsive to people's questions online, which is great. Yeah, yeah. He it's it's remarkable every time that I'm in contact with him, I'll get a response back or or, or two or three. Uh, in a matter of minutes. <laughs> yes. No, I've noticed that as well. He's very quick to respond, usually very responsive. And he, I've seen him on forums as well. And he's been answering questions. So, um, so yes. Yeah, so then um wanted to ask him, first of all, I, I imagine that most people who have who are listening to this podcast and this episode have probably played at least one of the Gabriel Knight games, are, are aware of the Gabriel Knight games, know who Jane Jensen is as well. But for anybody who hasn't played it now, I should also mention that there may be some minor, at least, spoilers for Gabriel Knight 3. So if anybody hasn't played that game, first of all, I think you should. Uh, because, <laughs> you know, at least storyline-wise, I absolutely loved it. We don't need to go too far to spoilers on the main plot. But you did mention that there is a cliffhanger ending. But I suppose then, maybe ask through my own question, but why, why Gabriel Knight, you know, why... Why do you think that so many people want a Gabriel Knight 4 and why is there such a demand? You mentioned that there are 20,000 signatures that Tony got in 2002. So yeah, why do you think there is such a demand and you know people keep wanting and keep asking for a Gabriel Knight 4? I think it's mainly because the games are just so outstanding. Regardless of whether the third game, you know, had that cliffhanger and it does have a great it does have a great ending and then the cliffhanger is kind of mm. this more personal stakes tag on after the main plot's resolved which drove a lot of people crazy that we never <laughs> got to see uh so far what really uh comes of that but the games are at the top of so many people's favorites you go to any adventure games website and check their reviews database and you're going to see those having stellar reviews for the most part it's a series that inspires just a genuine joy in people, whether they're a fan of a supernatural or historical or mysteries or adventure games as a whole. It kind of just has this perfect blend of all these wonderful elements that make up this really intoxicating story. Yeah, abs absolutely. I mean, as I mentioned, all three of the games, uh, the, the story and the writing is such top quality. Uh, and I suppose, you know, it's important. I mean, I started playing adventure games later, but the first Gabriel Knight game was released in 1993, I believe. And at the time, you know, we had adventure games before that. You know, we had Monkey Island, we had, you know, King's Quest and, you know, this Larino. But I think I, you know, may be wrong in this, but I believe that Gabriel Knight was probably one of the first games that had such a serious story and that was very much like a top, Hollywood movie <laughs> that because yeah. I think you know games before that literally you know were mainly comedy games Gabriel Knight 1 for me felt like oh wow this has you know voice acting from Tim Curry Mark Hamill and Leah Remini and it was just one of the first games that was really like a like a Hollywood movie and yeah and and then with you know you mentioned that people could talk about joy uh, with all of them, but with the second game, uh, The Beast Within, I just started university and I had some German friends. 
And then when I played that game and the story was, you know, about von Ludwig and the werewolf, and I was able to talk about my German, you know, about this game to my German friends as well. So, um, and there are also, you know, books as well. I don't know if you've read the books, Gabriel Knight. I read the first one quite a while ago. I, I wanted to track down a copy of the Beast Within novel for ages. I kind of have a, a strange little ritual whenever I go to a bookstore in a small town. I just quickly scan and see if they have to have a copy of it in there because <laughs> it's so expensive on eBay. Um, and then, of course, there's the, uh, the the new novel or the short the shorter story of The Temptation that got turned into a graphic novel a few years mm. ago. Um, have you have you read that at all? I I read that back when it first came out in 2015. I've forgotten nearly all of it. I'll, <laughs> I'll be honest, because it I mean only four years ago. But uh, it is but, very yeah, it no, is very short. But yeah, um, but it even we got something. It was like oh my god, yeah. it's a new story. <laughs> oh, it was it it was very exciting. I actually I missed out on the news of it the first time around, and so it wasn't until I believe Jane. Jensen posted it on our Facebook page last year um, that I finally noticed it. And I, <laughs> I had it on my list of like, okay, I'm going to read this with my wife because she's a major Gabriel Knight fan as well at some point. Oh, nice. <laughs> and it took me until uh, about a week ago to finally dive in <laughs> and, and, and read it. Um, but to get the first like new piece of Gabriel Knight canon post the third game that hints at where the story is going to go next... Uh, I would say that has been kind kind of a, in a in a small way a shot in the arm for the fan base to be like whoa this is like this is this could happen like the story is continuing it's it's a small step towards what what could be but we're liking what we see and I lo I loved it uh, I don't want to spoil anything about the graphic novel for those who haven't read it but people who are a fan of the second game will probably be very happy. Uh, with some of its story turns <laughs> and it is very short it is very short it's just like it'll take you probably five or ten minutes uh but i can't recommend it enough <laughs> yeah it's a very short snippet of you know it's very intriguing that oh it's possible now we have something you know like kind of like snippets you know of it then i guess my next question would be well, I suppose, you know, you mentioned as well, you know, the other petition that Tony was involved in. And then on the petitions website, it talks a little bit about other petitions. And, you know, it says that other fans have tried emailing Activision directly, contacting them directly, creating petitions. But is there anything that's different about this particular petition to the others that makes you think, OK, maybe there's hope that, you know, there's light at the end of the tunnel or maybe there is more of a chance that it might succeed. I certainly hope so. I think one of the main things is that the landscape has changed a bit. Um, I think the intent behind all Gabriel Knight petitions that got some traction so far has been pretty pretty similar. Um, but I think we're beginning to see petitions having maybe more of an impact. The way that they're spread around is they're able to gain a little bit more traction. I think a lot of the game, the fans of the Gabriel Knight games, many of them are now developers of, like they've grown up with these games and like they have a platform as well. And so the great thing about this petition has been getting support from games developers. Uh, I hope I'm not botching the pronunciation of his name, but Caesar uh, Bitar, who's the uh, 
founder of Phoenix Online Games, who made the remaster of Gabriel Knight, Sins of the Fathers, he has put his support behind the petition. He's shared it. He's signed it. Um, Robert Holmes, the composer of the Gabriel Knight games and husband of Jane Jensen, has has signed it and shared it. Uh, and we're hoping that there's going to be many, many more. So to all you game developers out there who would love another Gabriel Knight, if you would shout out the, that this is happening, it could have a real impact. Yeah, no, definitely from what I can see from this petition is, as I mentioned to you before we started recording, is that at least you know from the outside, it looks like it's been well planned. That, uh, as I mentioned to you, it's it doesn't seem to be just you know a couple of guys who just got together over you know some beers. Like, oh, let's try and make a let's try and get another Gabriel Knight Four. Now this is from passionate fans who have seemed to have talked about it, planned it in advance, and as you mentioned, Tony the organizer has been doing this for decades. Um, yes, yes, literally. <laughs> That you know, putting your heart and soul into this, and you know, it just seems to be well organized. And oh, I'm I'm glad it appears that way. At I, least to I, me, because <laughs> in a lot of ways, it is kind of a couple of guys that just kind of randomly got sure. together, chatted, and it's happening. It's it's happening very fast, but it's okay. Um, I really, it's it's something that we're just trying to hopefully be one of the early sparks that gets more people on board. Uh, it really is. Uh, a fan effort I think that needs to happen people coming together to just pledge their support and make their demand known for more in this series. Yeah, definitely. I mean, as we mentioned, Tony's very responsive to questions and she's been on forums as well and uh, which is, you know, to email and on social media. Uh, also, I think uh, one, one thing, one reason why I think this may be able to get more traction than before is because of social media. <laughs> that wasn't around back in 2002. Right, right. So if it's, you know, if you could get 20,000 back in 2002, then, you know, we'll see what can happen because it's still very early days. It's still less than a week old, the petition. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, even if we were able to get the same amount of signatures again, which absolutely, I think is, is should be very possible given how many new fans have come to the series uh, since that one. I, myself included, I didn't I didn't play the games until 2007 or 8. Uh, I was in college and just kind of was really getting into the adventure genre. And like I mentioned, those adventure sites, I'd check them out, see what's what are the best reviewed games. And uh, it was adventuregamers.com that I fell in love with and saw that it was one of the few games, uh, Sins of the Fathers, that had gotten the 5 out of 5. And I was like, okay, I got to try this one. Not just because of that, though, like the, the screenshots, like the mood that it was evoking were just so like, ooh, this is really cool. This this is like a this has got some serious art behind it in a genre that's full of games that are a, a very high art. This kind of stood out amongst those. Yeah, definitely. You know, as we mentioned as well before, the you know, the, the pixel art is, is beautiful. And even there were some... You know, small animations, you know, when Gabriel Knight goes to visit his grandmother and they hug each other. You know, we don't see that in many yeah. games. <laughs> Usually they just, I mean, I understand because these animations, they cost money. And I assume, sure. now, I'm not an artist by any means, but I assume they're difficult to get right and not look. Oh, awkward. yeah. But, especially, <laughs> but yeah especially pixel art like that. That's so, mm. so nicely handcrafted. There's so many animations and details in those that are just one-off little moments like that. And it really does make a difference, I think. 
Um, and you see that in the environments as well. Like right off the bat, there's the wonderful cutscenes uh, that open the game. But then when you have your first playable sequence and you come out into the bookshop and I was just kind of like, I was overwhelmed by the vastness of the space or it, it wasn't a huge area, but it just felt so big because it was so richly detailed and there's so much stuff you can do. And then you've got, I don't know, eight or something uh, verbs you can use on everything. <laughs> it's just like, wow, that was kind of cool too. Um, just the complexity that they were able to bring to that game while straying away from some of the obtusiveness of games prior uh, that were complex. This game, it was complex, but it was it was just so so well designed. I don't know. I I no, I, I, <laughs> I, could, I, I, could I agree entirely. <laughs> and uh, you know, I, I feel the same for that and you know the, the the three games. I mean, I know that with the third game, I know it's you know some people had issues. You know, with the 3D graphics and maybe with some of the controls. Although I like the controls once I got used to them. But as yeah, I, yeah, as I mentioned with the storyline in all three of them was what really, you know, grabbed me and how ambitious all the three games were. Then, I, I, you know, I suppose then, you know, we've spoken about the games a little bit now and we've spoken about, the, you know, the creation of the petition. I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about the, you know, the main objectives of this petition. Now, obviously, we want to get Gabriel Knight 4 to be made, but I, I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit, as much as you could, uh, how you going about this in the petition you know what objectives do you have to to create awareness and to get the you know hopefully the ultimate goal is to get the game made so is there anything you can tell us about about that yes absolutely i would say that the the main thing that we're really trying to hone in with this petition first and foremost because we think it will help get to the ultimate goal of getting it made is we want this petition to just send a message of positivity uh, from fans, from developers, from people who've enjoyed these games, and kind of it's kind of a way of saying thanks uh, for all that's been made so far, and that we hope more gets made. It's kind of easy to see in all all spheres of culture, really, and gaming is no exception, that there can be a, a, a vocal, sometimes toxic side of of fandom, where you'll you'll have maybe a sense of strong desire for a new game that ends up coming across more like a forceful demand or a threat or you owe us these games we need these games uh, we're entitled to these games and it's it's very easy to to succumb to that line of thinking it's 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 human um, and we're trying we're trying to avoid that here we're trying to really make it a message about you know if if there's a possibility that more games can come out uh, that's that's wonderful because they're excellent. They're so gripping. Um, but what we've already gotten uh, is great. If that's if this if if this is all we get, everyone will be disappointed because we want more. But <laughs> I, I I think I get what you mean. That it's at the you know this is as as well as trying to get Gabriel Knight Four to be made, but it's also a celebration of the three games that were made before. Yeah. I mean to show our appreciation. To... It is. The last thing that we want to do with this also is to put undue pressure on Jane Jensen, Robert Holmes, all the talented people that worked on these games, uh, because we don't, we don't also, we also don't want the games to be made without them. 
and we don't want them to be made without them wanting to make them. I think part of part of that uh, from just being an artist myself, it's it's it, sometimes you need a little encouragement from people telling you how meaningful a game was to them or, or anything that you've made. Um, and if we can kind of reframe the discussion around like celebrating the legacy of these games and hoping for a bright future for new audiences to discover them and hopefully future games that are made from it, um, that would be wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you know, I think if nothing else, the, the objectives are very positive. As you mentioned, that you know, to to be positive, to show how much we love these games, but as you mentioned as well, not to put undue pressure on Jane Jensen or Robert Holmes or I don't say like, yeah. you have to make these games for us, the fans. We're entitled to them. <laughs> you know, it's like no, you know, we want to show you guys we really love the work that you did, and if possible, maybe if you want to make a fourth game. But I guess from what I've seen over the last few decades, that they've want to make a fourth game that they plan to but circumstances uh have prevented them so far um right now i wanted to to ask you this as well i don't know because i noticed some people had this idea about you know petitions that uh you know there is this opinion as well that oddly enough if a petition is too successful that maybe a company might just sit on the, the game or on the IP. And I just wanted to know uh, what your thoughts would be. You know, do you think that a petition can be too successful? Or is, I mean, because I have thoughts on this myself. I don't necessarily agree. But I wanted to just check, you know, what your opinion was on that, if I make any sense. Yeah, sure. I think we do need to be sensitive about making sure uh, that our petition gets the right message across. If it spreads far and wide with um, a misrepresentation of what the current situation is, then that that could be very bad. Um, we definitely want it to, as I said, not pressure Jane Jensen or Robert Holmes into taking any official position. With with Gabriel Knight in particular, I know there's a lot of series out there where the developer is kind of the the champion of 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 the series, and everyone wants a game to be made with the developer. Or, or not at all. Um, Gabriel Knight, I, I want to say, I can't, I can't speak for anyone other than myself, but I have a strong inkling that of all the, all the franchises out there in adventure gaming, there would be the biggest backlash if a new Gabriel Knight game were to be made that didn't have Jane Jensen or Robert Holmes. Like, they are the soul of these games. Like, they're so well written. The music is... <laughs> wonderful like i haven't played them in a long time but i still have the the soundtrack come up on regular rotation here and there and it's always a joy to listen to it really takes me back these these games are beloved for a reason and the awareness the awareness of jane jensen as the creator is i would say pretty high so i'm hoping that if if the petition's success were to make um, the rights holder, uh, Activision, uh, choose an action that maybe the fans aren't as happy with, that would be unfortunate but but odd at, at the same time. I think really the, the only way for this to make sense is for them to find some way to work with Jane Jensen 
uh, find a way for either her to have the the IP so she can do what she desires with it or make some sort of a deal where there's a lot of creative freedom given to her uh, without too high of a, like a, without huge budgetary restrictions or anything like that. Speaking on that subject, the the third Gabriel Knight game, which I also really enjoyed, but came into it knowing that there was some fan backlash against it. And one of the, one of the reasons was because there was a huge amount of pressure put on that team to deliver a product for a changing age using technology that they did not have a whole lot of time to get familiar with and not a whole lot of money to do the like the, the original vision had to be scaled back down lots of parts were changed there was the infamous cat hair mustache puzzle which was not part of the original design and there's honestly i have a real soft spot for for goofy things like that in the games but really we want these games to be given the love and respect uh, the series to give the love and respect it deserves to get an opportunity to be made properly to not be made as a, a, a rush job or some kind of cash in like this is something that has legs I mean, it's endured it's 20 years later and and like you and I couldn't be more excited <laughs> that <laughs> that this petition is uh, is spreading like it is, and you know who knows what will come of it. It's it's hard to say, but these games could uh, attract decades and decades of more gamers in the in the future to play them. You mentioned that in the third game that there were issues, but then there were behind the scenes reasons for that. They're under a lot of pressure. It's 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 sad that. Um, there's not as much awareness about the reasons behind those issues as there is of the issues themselves. Um, I've read a lot of articles about uh, problems that Gabriel Knight three faced, and I've seen it blamed for, even though the adventure industry was, was really struggling um, and was being phased out. Some people point at that as the reason why it died because of like, Oh, this ridiculous puzzle or, Oh, this is, way too much money to spend on something that's so niche. It's tragic because I really don't think that that is true at no. all of, of, what, of what the reality of the situation was. It would be great to prove that uh, with, a, with a new game. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. To get, you know, the, a Gabriel Knight 4 could ultimately prove, you know what, the adventure game genre isn't dead, which even still to this day, uh, some people believe, including some game journalists. And I'm like... In 2019, there were 180 uh, quote-unquote adventure games released, at least uh, adventure gamers um, had down as adventure games. And that's not including unfinished episodic games or mm. narrative games that maybe they didn't consider adventure games because maybe they're too, act you know, too much action or whatever. Right. So, there, so I think now it might be the, the best time as well because there is a demand for narrative games and the Gabriel Knight games, as you said, had some of the best narratives of any yeah. games. I mean, that was really the main appeal of them. I mean, people, people love adventure games for a variety of reasons, mm -hmm. puzzles being one of them and just kind of the gameplay, but really, I mean, Gabriel Knight, the writing, the story, the characters, um, that's stuff that can work outside of the traditional confines of a point and click. And it already has in the series. You, each game was pretty unconventional 
changed rap, you know, dramatically from the previous one to keep up with the times. I don't know if that, if that means the what form the new a new game could or or should take. I would be I'd be overjoyed with a return to the classic you know, point and click style. Uh, it could be 2D, it could be 3D, it could be uh, who knows? Maybe they could do another live action one. <laughs> but really, people people just want good stories. I know what you mean about you know two decades later we're still talking about these games and we're still excited about this petition and the possibility maybe of a fourth game but even still you know we're just happy to talk about these three games like we are doing now you know and it's you know we talked a little bit about Gabriel Knight 3 and that's you know some of the issues you know you mentioned the cat puzzle but Jane Jensen apparently was not involved with that puzzle. She did not create that puzzle. Right. I think it's it's remarkable that knowing what was happening behind the scenes, that they were able to make what they did and make something that was still... I, I find people online all the time in the forums who talk about Gabriel Knight 3 as their favorite of the series. Mm. Um, I don't really know if I have a favorite of the series. That Each one has so many wonderful unique qualities about it partially because the technology was always on the cutting edge um, with these games and totally changing the style and just how the game like worked um, but just yeah the fact that they were able to create a, a working product despite what happened <laughs> uh, is great and I think it's it's easy for for us to kind of hone in on what we consider shortcomings and how they might, you know, bring down the whole experience. I think in a way it kind of speaks more to just the sheer creative ingenuity uh, that people who worked in those games were able to come up with under very stressful circumstances. And uh, hopefully that won't have to be repeated in a fourth game or the circumstances are a lot, uh, just a lot more conducive to the game being developed as it as it is if it does indeed exist uh developed to its original vision and not have to suffer too many compromises certainly no 11th hour oh no we're running out of time and money and we have to do this completely different kind of thing so that's another that's another message that we would love to come through loud and clear through the petition to activision um that we just want these games to be done right if they're done at all. And we really want them done. <laughs> yeah, of course, that's, you know, that's an excellent point, I think, because as much as we want a Gabriel Knight 4, we also want it done well. You know, it's, you know, we don't want it, as we talked a little bit about the issues behind the scenes of Gabriel Knight 3, we hope that Jane Jensen and whoever else is working on a game don't have to go through the, that amount of stress and again, it is remarkable that Gabriel Knight 3 was A, released, and B, was that it was as good as, as it was, you know, even mm -hmm. despite the issues. And I would nearly compare, certainly with maybe the, um, the behind-the-scenes issues, you know, more modern times with The Walking Dead, the final season, because it was midway through, uh. through that game. After episode two of four episodes, tell, that was when Telltale collapsed. <laughs> So right. we were, everyone was unsure if we would even get the four episodes and get to find the end of Clementine. Now, ultimately, we did, and I spoke about this on the podcast as well, 
But what was remarkable with that game is, you know, maybe similarly, behind the scenes, you know, it must have been turmoil because the people working on the game, again, not knowing about their own futures. Um, yeah. You know, with uh, with a company that basically doesn't exist anymore, and still they're able sort to of. work on. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of, it exists kind of now. About the time it had just collapsed, and yeah. they were still able to make a really, really good game. And similarly with Gabriel Knight Three, that Sierra was, you know, the industry was changing at the time, and Sierra was going through changes, and it was a big budget game uh, yeah. for the time. Um, so hopefully, again. You know they won't be under as much pressure. If they do, if we can get them to to make uh, to make the game, if we can get Activision to, you know, agree to to make it. So then, for example, let's say if Activision see the petition and see however many signatures there are, and they go, okay, we'll we'll be happy to talk to to you guys. You know about what you guys want. Uh, do you have any any possible plan or any objective stand of what you guys might say or again i don't know if you can answer this if this is too far down the line is there anything that you can say again if activision did say okay we're willing to discuss the possibility i i think at that point our our job would have been pretty well complete and our and our the best thing we could do is get out of the way and uh <laughs> let things happen as they should um uh hopefully with you know jane and robert being able to discuss at that point uh what what the future of the games would be we just want to we just want to get an opportunity for that to happen more than anything uh and then leave it up to them what the plan going forward is i mean i i have i'm sure i could list off a whole bunch of things i would love to see in in a fourth gabriel knight game there's so many directions you could take it but ultimately i want it to be her vision i want it to be what she's currently got a burning passion to tell a story about or maybe she learned some amazing historical things about some place and like it's a story that hasn't been told properly before and she can work it into gabriel knight like it's great i want surprises i, I think <laughs> it can be it can be anything really because i have i have full faith uh, in what she would do i mean the just just getting the little the little hint of the future of gabriel knight from that that short story and graphic novel I was immediately just taken right back into like it was like oh my gosh 12 years have passed since I was like fully invested in this universe like it all is just rushing back and it felt so great and it's like yeah of course she's got the magic touch still like mm. we just want whatever she's going to make without too many uh external uh you know financial or um timeline kind of obstacles we just want right. it to get made properly and she's still we, writing. I think it's important to say. It's not that she's yeah. stopped writing in the last 20 years because she's written books. Uh, she's, I, don't know, I read one of her latest books, I believe they're the Elizabeth Harris mystery novels, which was really good. She wrote a, oh. a second one. Uh, now, it's very different to Gabriel Knight's. It's, there's no supernatural um, murder mystery. But with, uh, with, with the Amish people which is a very interesting uh you know <laughs> setting but it it works i really enjoyed it so she's it's, possible, it's important to note as well that she hasn't just stopped writing after gabriel knight 3 she's still writing so she right. still has as you mentioned the magic well the magic touch that she still has it um you know i believe that she's she's still you know working away um but then 
you know, because then with, you know, petitions, because I know, um, you know, some people that they might say that, oh, you know, petitions don't work. But is there any precedent that you know of, of petitions having worked in the past? I think in recent years, we've seen a couple of titles come about in a way that maybe you could point the finger at petitions starting that off. I, I, I believe that the that the uh, remastering of Broken Sword was due to a petition, or at least kind of things started out with that. Uh, I hear that um, there was Resident Evil 2. Um, mm. There was a remake of that, and that was made because of fan demand. People have been asking for that for years. I'm pretty sure a petition started that off as well. So I don't know if it's necessarily if petitions have a huge precedent or not. It's really about proving fan demand. I'm hoping that the petition is a small part of that strategy of getting people to make some some positive noise and cheer for Gabriel Knight uh, to prove that this is something that people are eager for. Yeah, good. You know, definitely mentioning you know, Resident Evil 2. And I didn't know about Broken Sword, but... Uh, I didn't you know. either. Uh, it's something that Tony told me about. And so it's interesting, though. And Broken Sword, uh, it's another series that went on a long hiatus. And mm. it had some... It kind of reminds me a little bit of Gabriel Knight in some of its development history as well. And how it changed with the times. Uh, and then I don't remember how long of a gap there was between the fourth and the fifth game. But it had to have been like close to close to 10 years or something few like years at least um yeah. and it was a few years of gap yeah yeah and so that came back because it was a financially feasible decision because people loved the uh the first game so much i mean or so i hear i mean i might no you're definitely <laughs> right. no, you're, you're absolutely right even nowadays people you know still asking for a broken sword six you know, yeah we, we've I, had I, five broken sword games and people are still asking revolution you know so maybe demanding a broken sword six so there is still uh you know demand and this year as well we're going to have beyond the steel sky about 20 years after beneath the steel sky and there was fan demand for that game as well. Right. And 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 yeah, you mentioned Re- Resident Evil, Evil Two and Three, and then going outside of adventure games. Now I don't know too much about this, but I believe there was was it Star Wars: The Clone Wars that when Disney took over the rights, they cancelled that series at first, but then because of fan demand, they brought it back. Oh. One series, I think it's it's an animated series. And then from what I remember with Activision, um, the company who, you know, we are petitioning, they, I don't know if you remember, but I'm going to say a few years ago, it was probably more like 10 years ago or more that I think it was Phoenix Online that you mentioned, uh, Cesar, that they were making an unofficial sequel to King's Quest, which was episodic. Oh, the silver lining. Yes, that's it. And I think midway through the development of that series, Activision or Vivendi at the time, I don't know if they were Vivendi at the time, but they sent a cease and desist letter. But then there was a petition. A lot of people signed it. So then Activision then spoke with... Now, again, this is from what I've heard. I was not directly involved, so I may be wrong on a few details. But from what I know, Activision then spoke with... Cesar with Phoenix Online, and then they agreed to let them continue developing the King's Quest. So 
you know, that's <laughs> that's something that that worked at the time. So yeah, and then I think that kind of led to a new official King's Quest game afterward yes. because clearly people were invested in that that universe still. There was a demand to have more, and then more was made. <laughs> no, you're you're absolutely right because that came as quite a shock, um, at least to me. But yeah, they then made uh, an official King's Quest game, and you know they threw it, they, some money at it. They had Christopher Lloyd as uh, as King Graham. And, you know, I think they marketed it. I haven't played those games yet, although I do have them, I think, in my library. Um, yeah, I haven't I haven't either. I know they're a bit different um, with the episodic and the yes. 3D and and all, all that. Um, and it wasn't developed by Phoenix for that, for no, that official that one, I believe. The Odd Gentleman, I believe. I don't know too much about Oh, did you ever play the Misadventures of PB Winterbottom? <laughs> no, but I've heard about it. <laughs> it's not an adventure game. But it's a uh, it's a pretty lovely little title. Uh, really enjoy that one. Great music. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. No, I've 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 heard about. It. I don't know too much about it. You know, another reason that kind of gives me some hope. You know, as you know, I think it's important to say we don't know what's going to happen. But a few years ago, we mentioned before that Jane Jensen made a 20 year anniversary, uh, the remastered version of Gabriel Knight one. Yeah. But again, that that came about. Activision allowed them to to make that kind of thing test the waters. But while it's not Gabriel Knight Four, which is what we all want, it was something. So it's not like the yeah. last because you mentioned as well that since two thousand and two, the last time that or when Tony uh, had this petition before that, in that intervening period, there's been a lot of change. And even I'm sure with personnel and Activision, that there are some people who still you know, are testing the waters. Yeah, I mean, that game came out, uh, it was, I believe it was 2014 for the, or, or 2013 for the 20th anniversary. That's not all that recent now. We've had, we've had about <laughs> six years pass. The gaming landscape can change quite a bit in that amount of time. And I think it's important to know that that game, despite not meeting expectations to, carry the series forward from the momentum that that remaster got it's not necessarily indicative of where gabriel knight 4 would land in terms of being a commercial success because uh, as you mentioned uh, the fans we've already played since of the fathers we love it as it is it was really cool to have uh, the games the game remade in the way it was get back into the spotlight uh ultimately i don't have any complaints there aside from that hasn't led to a, a Gabriel Knight 4 yet. And so I know that there's a lot of fans who passed on that remaster who are absolutely interested in the fourth Gabriel Knight game because it's just a, I mean, it's a remake of, of an existing game. It's the same story. There's some, there's some plenty of new uh, material added in but we're so attached to Gabriel's journey. We want to see, we want to you know, keep it going forward. We don't want to be told the same thing or go, maybe people would be happy with going back in time with a prequel. I don't know. <laughs> Possible. Uh. Probably not. Probably not. Uh, unless it was uh, one of his ancestors, maybe. Well, that could be an interesting prequel. Because one, one of the great things about Sins of the Fathers is that character arc of Gabriel goes under 
such a huge but believable change. I mean, he's really a jerk. He's mm-hmm. so he's such a ne'er-do-well <laughs> in the beginning of the game. He's likable. He's funny. Like you want to spend time with him because uh, you're not seeing him in real life. But <laughs> but by the end of the game, like you realize, like by the end of the game, he has to confront a whole bunch of personal demons, kind of more more so than anything else. And that that character arc he undergoes is, and and how he changes going forward. And that's kind of like the new person. He is. He's still got a lot of his old personality, but he's he, he takes he kind of get the sense that he's now he's taking life seriously. Now he's got a purpose, a destiny, and it's fascinating. Uh, they could you could use that as a launching point to make twenty games or movies or books or shows. Like it's just such a great setting, and I don't know if if this would appease everyone it i'm sure it wouldn't appease everyone but i'd be okay with just seeing the gabriel knight story being told in different mediums i mean we've already gotten books um mm. and they work it it's worked great on the page i remember the first the first book maybe was some people said it was a bit too close of an adaptation yeah it felt and, a little bit like a walkthrough <laughs> it's, it's, I, I, th- I still I, liked it i still enjoyed it yeah it's got to be like the best walkthrough ever made if that's the case <laughs> <laughs> no definitely i think there were certain parts that you know were kind of a bit gamey that in, when you're in the game when you're playing the game that you don't really think about because we're so used to right uh, you know these kind of puzzles you know like distracting the police officer from the motorbike with the mine but then reading the book oh yeah and it's like, oh, this is a bit awkward when it's in the book. And I still enjoy it, but I think she did better in the second book. Based Which on the is the one game. I really want to read. <laughs> I think I have it somewhere. But she, uh, yeah, she she then made some changes to to the game that made it feel more natural. You know, the story more natural. Um, but but yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and you touched on what, what I was going to ask as well. If we couldn't get a Gabriel Knight 4 game... I was going to ask, would you be happy with uh, a novel? Um, I certainly would. Okay, I prefer it to be a game. That's I think what we all want. But then, if they, they, if Activision just gave the rights to Jane to write a book, you know, I'd be, I'd be happy enough with that. You know, if we could get the end of the story in some yeah. form, or a game, or a graphic novel. Now, I think we all would love a game, of course. I think anything at all at this stage, and we know what happens. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I think um, more, more than anything, it's it's kind of the the knowledge that there's there was more that could have happened with this series if if the rights weren't an issue, and mm-hmm. we don't really know what direction that would have taken, but it it just kind of there's something about this campaign that I think fuels a lot of people and past uh, past fan petitions as well, is there's this sort of sense of this is what's this is what's right. The mm-hmm. the rights are are being sat on, and not really not really used. Let's give them to the creator, and she can choose if she's gonna do something or 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 not. If she sits on it too, that's that's fine. We don't want a forced a forced story or anything like that. But if there's a chance that there are some great Gabriel Knight stories, just kind of in captivity <laughs> that could get released. Uh, by this transfer of rights or a, or a positive partnership, what more could we ask for at that point? Right. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Because Activision right now are just sitting on the rights and not doing anything. 
But you know, we, we in, in this feeling time, we've had a new King's Quest game, and then Kickstarter came along, and Tim Schafer came along and changed the landscape as well of narrative and adventure games. So we got yeah things because before, like I think before 2012, I'd never expected even you know Tim Schafer to make another adventure game. We got a new Tex Murphy game, and even a new Jane Jensen game in the cold. So these are, you know, for me, examples of things that I never thought we would get. Mm-hmm. So, you yeah. know what, it's sort of challenging, you know, because we know that Jane Jensen has tried before, but, you know, I think it's, it's. I feel like it's possible. <laughs> yes, you know, it I, is possible. I, That's the frustrating thing, that I don't feel like it's impossible, that no, it will never happen, that we've got these... been such precedent for it happening yes. time and again in this era of beloved properties and beloved game creators coming back to do yes. uh, what what they do best. And why should this be any different? Exactly, because Tex Murphy ended on a cliffhanger about 20 years ago. They came back and were able to <laughs> to make it and at least finish that story arc. And we're getting another Tex Murphy game, I believe, this year or next year as well. So it seems like we're getting beloved properties <laughs> Except Gabriel Knight so far. <laughs> but, yeah. I, I mean, my feeling is that whatever happens, you know, whether it's successful or not in the end, it's still possible. Um, but another thing that I saw um, people, now I won't keep you too much longer, I promise, but sure, sure. that some people mention is because it's been 21, 22 years since the the last Gabriel Knight game was released. I wanted to know your thoughts. Do you think that then it would, you know, if there was a Gabriel Knight 4, that would it meet expectations of some fans, uh, do you think? Do you think that, you know, or would our expectations be maybe too high for for a Gabriel Knight 4? Um, I was wondering what your thoughts on that were. Mm, I think that's a really great question. Having a new Gabriel Knight game alone would be something that, it's a lot. It's something that a lot of people, unfortunately, have have given up hope on even having. They feel like uh, their hopes have been dashed one too many times over the nice. last twenty <laughs> twenty one years, and it's totally understandable. Um, this campaign too has seen, uh, you know, it's uh, it's it's natural for there to be some skepticism because, really, it's still just a a, a small fan effort. Uh, right now, it's just the two. The two of us and some others that have contributed um, some feedback, just trying to uh, just trying to bring some awareness back to this series, and you know, not terribly different from what's happened before in, in that in that sense. Uh, but with the change in the landscape, um, the timing really does feel right for return. I mean, it is it kind of you could say it's overdue, but it will be welcome whenever whenever it could happen. Uh, would be great. As for whether it would meet expectations when it comes out, that's really a question that I think would be answered by, in part, uh, the, the conditions of development. Um, if, if Jane Jensen is given pretty free creative reign to, to work on it without too many budgetary limitations, I mean, these are not, these are not like blockbuster game it's not it doesn't take a blockbuster game budget to make a really good adventure narrative uh, the uh the remaster was they've said it's a shoestring budget mm-hmm. to make that game i don't know how much funding came outside of the kickstarter um, to do that or not but 
I'm not one that could give reliable numbers on what a budget like this would be, but I would imagine, you know, a couple million bucks would be mm -hmm. a pretty healthy start. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe you need more. It, it kind of depends on whether it's uh, Sins of the Fathers level for its time, which had the the big voice acting uh, budget. Um, had famous voice actors and a big marketing campaign and all that. I think it would be it would be doable to make a, a fourth Gabriel Knight game that's low budget in the sense that it doesn't have to be on the absolute cutting edge of whatever today's current technology is, as the previous three games were. I mean, they were so revolutionary and innovative, uh, kind of closing out various eras of adventure game technology. Yeah, no, I, I get what yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, I get what you mean. That you know, we there are some most adventure games now released. You know, they're not AAA titles. They're usually one or two people working on the games, and they're able to create great games and great content. That you know, in some cases that looks like uh, there is you know a big team and looks like they're expensive, but with all the tools available it's possible to make a very good adventure game on, as you mentioned, a shoestring budget, which most games, like we've talked about Blackwell, the Blackwell games, I don't know exactly how much they cost, but I don't think, again, this is mainly Dave Gilbert and, I uh, forget the, the name, Chandler, I think, uh, the artist working on the games, two people working on those games. And I'm sure that the budget wasn't very high, you know, extremely high either. Yeah. So, yeah, and obviously, no, Gabriel Knight would would probably necessitate a higher budget. We want to make sure, sure that mm -hmm. there's enough artists to to share the load and not um, put things into a crunch or have mm. it take forever and lose steam or anything like that. It definitely is something that needs. It feels like it needs to have a a real good, uh, well staffed team behind mm -hmm. it. Um, and I think I, I don't know how many people worked on the the Sins of the Fathers remaster, but I know that they they definitely were working with a small budget. You mentioned a little bit on the petition website um, that if, again, you were successful with different ideas on how to, to make the, the game get funding, that um, you would, you know, try, you maybe start, if, if Jane Jensen got the rights, that you'd maybe try and start a fundraiser and give her, you know, the money you're trying to work with Activision. Is there anything at all that you can say that's, you know, or just uh, talk about. I know it's still very, very early. <laughs> sure. Um, That's what I. Yeah. We can't get into specifics yet, but what I can say is that um, from our talks with Robert, um, he, they are not interested in doing uh, pursuing a fundraiser themselves. If there is going to be uh, a fundraiser, it would be something external from their involvement, whether it is a fan thing or uh, a different studio that's able to come in and negotiate a deal um, and get the game get a game made so it's it's it is it is early to say um at first for now it's just kind of about can we pull enough signatures together to prove that you know assuming that everyone who signs is at least is at least somewhat interested in, in actually putting down a little bit of money to to buy the game <laughs> uh that should hopefully uh, be a compelling argument for why it's worth green lighting heck if uh, if the 20,000 people that signed tony's uh, were willing to pay 30 bucks for a copy of the game 
that's over a half million dollars. It's six hundred thousand dollars. That's a that's a good start. That's something. Yeah. Uh, that's I I don't know what the budgets of the original three games are, but it's it's not anything to to sneeze at. Uh, you could probably expect that there are fans now who would be happy to plunk down hundreds or thousands of dollars just to see the games come out as well. That definitely, yeah. Yeah, and so then, you know, finally, because you've answered all, all my questions uh, so far, uh, how can people help right now? So where can they go to, you know, see the signature and sign the signature? And do they have to give any money right now? no one's beholden to any sort of uh, (laughs) obligation to plunk down uh, any money Um, so what what can people do to help with this uh, petition then beyond beyond signing it which just just takes a moment and is super easy to do um, i think if you google gabriel knight 4 petition it should be uh, one of the first things that pops up now there's some fan pages on facebook and twitter uh, under gk4 petition you can sign up for those too, and updates will be coming out um, from Tony about what goes, what comes uh, from that. But also signing the petition, uh, updates can be posted there. I think you, I think there's probably a way. Um, I think you can get, uh, I think you can get notified of new updates that are posted, uh, mm-hmm. sort of like a, a Kickstarter in a way, where campaign updates will go out to people who've pledged in the same way that on change.org campaign updates can go out to people who just sign and signing is 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 plenty for the time being i guess beyond beyond just signing it though um what really what really helps uh with projects like this is to have an attitude of faith that it can happen we've seen a lot of pessimism again totally understandable from people who've given up on on hopes because it hurts it hurts to hope for so long and be so disappointed I know. Um, I know. again have it hopes dash but as i said i i remain hopeful and even you know even if it you know doesn't happen which hopefully will at least you know we're trying and you know from what you're saying again that you know you wanted to be you know positive create positive vibes and show that we really want this to happen and it you know i think going back to my earlier question you know if you know, too successful. Personally, I think if we do nothing, we'll definitely not get a Gabriel Knight 4. Sure. But if, <laughs> if we can come together and just try, you know, with the community, with Gabriel Knight fans, and even never played Gabriel Knight, but see how much it means to people and fans of the genre, just even to sign, I think that could, you know, help a huge amount. Yeah. Uh, whatever, whatever the outcome. But yeah, definitely to keep having faith. <laughs> yeah, and even even if a petition like this, you know, doesn't play a part in a Gabriel Knight Four coming out, it's at least bringing awareness to what great games these are. And if someone mm-hmm. discovers these games in 2020 or later, because fans are still talking about it, I mean, that's wonderful too. We want people to experience them because we know how much of an impact they had on us. Uh, how great it felt to be in those worlds and spend time with those characters. Uh, I envy the people who haven't played the games yet, who are going to be able to. <laughs> uh, oh, absolutely. When they hear yeah, about no, I, I wish I could go back to playing them for the first time because they would definitely, you know, be high on my, you know, favorite games list. But it's hard, you know, like yourself to pick one of them out of the three of them because I love the three of them. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, I guess I would. I, I have a, a soft spot for uh, the second one, just how epic right. that story is and just kind of the the whole different shift in style style took some getting used to. I remember my wife and I were both kind of like, man, this is really different. That's not, that doesn't sound like Tim Curry at all. Like, are we going to be, we're going to be okay with this. And by the end it was like, that was one of the most like sublime gaming experiences. Like that story was just transcendently good. (laughs) Absolutely. And I know that's not for everyone. I've tried to turn friends on to the series and some, some love the games and some, take issue with some of the shortcomings that we've that we've mentioned and make it maybe hard for them to enjoy fully kind of some more the more gamey aspects but we are in an era now where um narrative is kind of becoming uh king again where a game story can be the main draw and doing any sort of artificial mechanics to get to move the story along is in, in back in the day it was kind of expected that you'd have some kind of to put it mildly like strange logic to, to progress a story <laughs> in an adventure game it's part of the it's you know it's just comes oh, with the territory absolutely you know even in, in the LucasArts games you know that yeah it wasn't just one company or the other but uh, yeah that was to be expected at the time for sure and and nowadays um games there's so much more freedom in the format of how they can be that there's not quite as many of those restrictions on like what the moment to moment gameplay is like in a game. And you can still have a huge audience that will be a a huge audience of people made up of uh, adventure game fans who may accept that. Uh, Like you're, you're, as you were saying, uh, life is strange right now is one Mm -hmm. that you've been playing. And that's yes. not a that's not a traditional uh, adventure by any means. It's usually it's a, it's a it's a kind of pretty different format. It's I guess in a way more of the telltale, the modern telltale kind of inspired, but taken a step beyond. Although I haven't played it, so I don't know if I should be talking about it too much. <laughs> no, you're, you're you're right. It's I mean I'll review it probably in the next episode. Well, talk about at least episode one, season one that I've you know just started playing a few weeks ago. But yeah, it is a kind of like telltale meets gone home kind of way. But, you know, that's, you know, as you were saying, that narrative now is, is king. And, you know, Gabriel Knight still 20, 30 years later still has one of the best narratives, you know, in older games, even compared to games now. So it, it feels like yeah. the, the, if ever we're going to get it, the time is now. <laughs> yeah. And we'll, we'll yeah. see what happens, you know. We'll see if it's successful or not. But even... You know, at least we could say that, look, or you guys at least are saying, whatever happens, you know, you tried absolutely everything you possibly could and more <laughs> to to make this happen and make people aware of, you know, even if we get more people to play the three games, you know, that that's something. Yeah, it is. So, so thank you very much, John. I think that's all the question. I know we've been here, I've been <laughs> keeping you <laughs> a oh, it's while. All it is my absolute pleasure. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, because when I first heard about this petition, um, you know, I thought, okay, no, I'd like to speak to someone uh, who is involved. So thank you so much for agreeing to speak at such short notice. <laughs> um, yeah. But as we said to people, you know, people, look, if you want these games of possibility, even best thing you can do right now is to go to the website. I will include a link in the show notes to the website and to the Twitter and Facebook page. And again, you guys are approachable and Tony in particular is approachable. If 
there's anything that we haven't covered today, you can get in touch with him through Twitter and Facebook. I would include the links in the show notes. And, um, and yeah, but is there anything that you would like to say to people listening that we haven't covered or anything at all? We've covered a lot. so <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good question. I mean, I'm, sh- I'm sure that afterwards I'm going to be like, oh boy, did I, did I touch on this? <laughs> Tony's going to be like, make sure you said that. <laughs> um, I think we've I think we've covered it pretty well. <laughs> yeah. Pretty well. I don't want to keep you waiting for too long. <laughs> oh no, don't worry. No, if anybody does have any questions, you know, they can reach you on Twitter, Facebook. At least Tony is very responsive uh, to any questions. We'll see how that uh, that if that keeps up. If thousands upon thousands of people join the petition, I'm, I am worried that uh, he might have a little trouble keeping up with the, <laughs> the, the, the frequency and of his communication if if that were to happen. Um, but, but it would be a great problem to have, to have exactly. too many people to, <laughs> to talk back to. And I think it is important too, um, that for the time being, I mean, Jane and Robert, they've, they've not been, they've, they've not, they haven't been working on these games in a long time. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of reasons for that. It's important to kind of respect their privacy at this time. And let's not put any, uh, too much pressure on them for now. Let's just celebrate what they've made, uh, and, and hope Hope our hardest for more. <laughs> Definitely, you know, I think that's a perfect way to end uh, to end on. So, uh, thank you so so much, Sean, for for joining me. As I mentioned, well, thank at you. such short notice, <laughs> and we will definitely keep keep in touch. You know, I will be mentioning this uh, in future episodes of the podcast as well. So, we'll be, we will be in touch. So, thank you very much, and the very very best of luck with this. I really hope that uh, you guys succeed, or at least. You know, succeed in getting making people aware of the games and creating these positive vibes about the games, which um, I don't think anybody can say anything bad again. So, <laughs> well, so thank, thank you, you so much and a very best of luck to yes. you and Tony. All right. Thank you so much for your time. If you like the Adventure Games podcast, then please subscribe, rate, and review. Wherever you listen to podcasts, please leave a review on iTunes if you can, as every review helps, and reviews will help get the word out, especially for Adventure Game developers who appear on the podcast. Now, you can also follow me on social media. You can follow me on Twitter at Advent Game Pod. You can follow me on Facebook at Adventure Games Podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at Adventure Games Podcast as well. And we're also on Discord at Adventure Games Podcast. So if you are a Adventure Game developer or Adventure Game player, you can follow us there. So again, please feel free to retweet and share podcast episodes and the podcast to people who you believe may enjoy it and you can also find more information about the podcast on www.adventuregamespodcast.com so until next time thank you